Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast, day two of the working week, Tuesday, the 23rd of August, 2022. I nearly said September there because I'm getting ahead of myself because I've been trying to get finals tickets today for the Melbourne Sydney first final in a couple of weeks' time, and uh, to say it was an experience that was not a pleasant one would be somewhat of an understatement. Uh, nah, not good, not good. We've got ticket organisations that run the ticketing process for major events and to have all of the tickets available or certainly for the pre-sale for to certain members for a certain window and have those people not be able to get tickets or have the system crash or in fact have, I don't know why Ticketek would think that it's okay to have a timer because uh, knowing how difficult it is to try and get allocation of tickets and uh, the time just keeps ticking. If you can't find the tickets uh, for whatever reason, it actually times you out, you have to go right back to the start. And even if you did find some tickets, you're about to do the transaction. If you do not complete the transaction by the time the ticket uh, the ticket tech counter goes to zero, you lose it. Uh, disgraceful. Anyway, I digress. And that's not what I'm here to talk about today. Uh, but I was thinking about September because I was getting ahead of myself. Hopefully, hoping that in a month's time, my footy club will be just about ready to play off in another grand final. But uh, a lot, a lot of water to go under the bridge between now and then. So uh, today is actually the 23rd of August, 2022. So I wanted to talk about coaching. Now, uh, up front, double hand, two hands in the air. I am a coach. I am a mentor. I am a facilitator. This is what I do. So everything I talk about today is somewhat from a biased perspective because I do understand the importance of coaching and mentoring, particularly in sales teams. And when we look at a high-performing team and overlooking and overseeing high-performing teams, hopefully an exceptional team, we must continue to focus on development, not just collectively, but also individually. And that includes providing some training, providing some on-the-job mentoring, and providing some coaching, either as a sales leader or, in some cases, bringing in people from the outside to help our team develop, get better, and extend their capabilities. Now, when I liaise, when I work with sales leaders, I'm often asking them the question, how much time do they, as a sales leader, dedicate to developing their team? How much time do they spend really sitting down and mapping out a plan for the professional and personal development of their team so that they can maximize the potential that's unleashed from each of those people. And the responses I get are wide and varied, but let's just say on average, it's not a lot. In fact, unfortunately, many sales leaders focus their attention on the numbers. Why? Because they're conditioned by their senior executives to focus their attention on the numbers. They're focusing their attention also on the core metrics, the core sales metrics, that they think and they hope will lead to better results. So what I find is a lot of these conversations tend to be very surface level, very here and now type focused, and very rarely are they future focused in terms of what does the next 90 plus days look like? What does the next six months look like? Where would you like to be in 12 months time? And what sort of plan do we need to put in place in order for you to get in that particular, get to that position in 12 months time? Now, I understand that in, in business, we have to hit numbers, we have to uh, show profitability, we have to show progress, and I understand that there is a, uh, a requirement 
price to hit certain numbers and, and meet meet the KPIs. I, I get that. But there are so many leaders out there that are leaving so much potential on the table because they're not spending near enough time focusing on developing their team. And constant development is the key, not just measuring performance. Now, I, I recall a story that I shared not that long ago on the podcast, and I was talking about my time when I was at Telstra, probably I think it was about 2000, and might have been 2010, 2011, around that, around that time, where the, the great idea that I guess some of the, the parts of the business had was that we want to have this year as being year of the coach. And the whole premise of that was to get the sales leaders across the organization within the part of the company that I was in, which is the Telstra Enterprise and Government Space, to focus more of their attention on coaching. To the point where they called that year the year of the coach. Now, the whole purpose of it was to increase the capability of the sales leaders across the enterprise and government space to improve the way they have conversations with their team, improve some of the metrics they're using to measure the performance of the team, but also progress of the team, and hopefully set up an ecosystem which would uh, be sustainable in terms of performance over the long term. Now, unfortunately, we had the vast majority of sales leaders across that particular business that at the end of the year turned around and said, thank God that is over. I don't no longer have to be a sales coach. I can now go back to doing what it is that I'm really good at, and that is, for all intents and purposes, measuring people's performance. And I remember at the time thinking back, because I had just started a coaching diploma. I really got interested in coaching, had, had spent some time with an executive coach myself, uh, and found out that I was actually good at and passionate about uh, leadership development, but also helping people unleash their potential and hence led me down the path of, of coaching and mentoring facilitation, which is what I do now. And I was staggered at the time looking at and even speaking with some of these sales leaders who, at least from the outside, appeared to be successful. They had lots of experience. Many had been in a sales leadership role for well over 10 years. And at least from the outside looking in, they appeared to be, quote-unquote, successful. And yet when you look at the, I guess, the ecosystem that created, the culture that created within their team, it wasn't necessarily what you'd now consider to be a high-performing culture which would develop independence. And therefore, they certainly weren't looking to create other sales leaders within that team. And one of the reasons for that is they were not developing themselves. It was almost like they'd reached their threshold, they'd reached their ceiling and they were happy and they were content, but also they wanted to make sure they maintained a level of control over their people, particularly if those people were quote-unquote high performers, it would continue to make these sales leaders look good. Unfortunately, though, what was happening as, uh, as time went on is they were actually stifling the growth of their team. They were starting to have a negative impact on the culture, and eventually uh, the culture was going to crack, and you could see it from a mile away. And it's one of the reasons why we put in place the year of the coach, to try and get the sales leaders to think a little bit differently, but also to get them to also focus on the fact that it's not just their team that needs development, it's they as sales leaders who also need development. And this is the really interesting point I want to drive drive into today. In order for us to develop and continually develop the team, we've got to stay ahead of the game. We've got to stay ahead of the game. We've got to stay ahead of the curve. And one of the things I often talk about is we just have to stay one trick ahead of the dog. Yeah? Now that's a bit of an analogy to say you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be the font of all knowledge. You do not have to be the oracle, but what it does require us to do is continue to stay ahead of the curve, which means we've got to continue to have an appetite for our own development and a focus on our development. Now, which begs the question, which will be the title of today's episode, who is coaching you? So if you're a sales leader right now, 
overlooking your team and irrespective of where your team is sitting on the league ladder, irrespective of how successful your team is or is not right now, the question is, who is coaching you? Who do you have in your corner? Who do you have to drive accountability? Who do you have to pour into you in terms of helping you take your performance to an entirely new level? Because here's something we need to really contemplate and understand as sales leaders, and that is our team's development is going to be limited by our development. Now, I'm a big avid fan and follower of John Maxwell, and he talks a lot about this concept called law of the lid. Now, it works with uh, mindset, it works with performance, it certainly works with development. So the law of the lid essentially says that our team's progress, our team's mindset, our team's attitude, our team's development, and our team's performance will be limited by our own performance, our own mindset, our own development, our own attitude. And so we place a lid on our capabilities of our team. And it's very rare, if ever, that you'll see a person within the team who will blow through that lid and be so much better than than anybody else in the team and certainly a lot better than you. Now, if that ever does happen, what I can tell you with a high degree of confidence is that that person will not stay in your team for very much longer because they'll be almost um, uh, stifled in terms of their ability to perform and they'll, they'll outgrow the team. Which, which means, and this is the whole point of today's podcast, is we have to find somebody who is going to be able to invest in us. We have to, first of all, invest in ourselves. We also have to have an appetite to want to learn, to want to develop, to want to get better, and go and find somebody who is going to be able to pour into us and give the benefit of their experiences and their perspectives so that we can develop ourselves as sales leaders. And through that process, we can now pay that forward create a more engaging culture, create a culture of development and set the expectation that nobody ever uh, stays the same. Nobody ever goes back and comes back and does exactly the same thing. We always got to look for what is the next level of performance? What is the next level of achievement we want to go to? It is never, ever being satisfied with where we're at. So the question is, are you challenging yourself right now to take your leadership to an entirely new level, to take on new opportunities, to develop new tactics and new strategies Are you surrounding yourself with people who are better than you, who will further you along and will challenge you to get better and to take more risks and to expand beyond your comfort zone? There's still so many leaders out there that unfortunately want to control their teams and are not necessarily giving the teams the opportunity of expanding beyond their comfort zone because of what that team makes this leader look like right now. Now, I've just finished conversations over the last couple of weeks with a number of leaders in relation to this and how some of them were, in retrospect, uh, unfortunately creating cultures. And some of this was unconscious. They wanted to make sure that their teams remained with them because of how they made the leader look. In terms of not only performance, but also of image within the organization. Now, what they realized is through that process, they're actually stifling the growth of their team. And as leaders, they knew that they needed to actually expand beyond their own comfort zone look for new frontiers, take on some new perspectives and seek to get better so that that created an opportunity for their team to get better. Because as we've always talked about, teams, particularly in sales, teams become and will always be a reflection of the leader. So if the leader is not developing, if the leader is not pushing the boundaries, if the leader is not taking risks, then guess what? The team, very unlikely, are going to be doing any of those things at all. So when you look at this, and many sales leaders, unfortunately, today, they reach the threshold of sales leadership, whether that be a sales manager role, director of sales, head of sales, chief sales officer, chief revenue officer, whatever title you want to throw out, many of them get to that particular position and get to that title, and they plateau. Now, this will ultimately stifle the growth of your team. So as a challenge from today's podcast, I want to, I want you to get 
really, really crystal clear on A, what you stand for, what's important to you, but what does the next 12, 24, 36 months look like for you as a leader? What's the next level or the next two levels you can get to as a leader? It doesn't necessarily mean there's a new title. It doesn't necessarily mean there's more income or more opportunity in terms of more revenue necessarily or more benefits for you, but what can you actually create in terms of an ecosystem which will enable your team to benefit from your development. Now, you just have to look at any elite sports person or elite sports team, even when they're at the top of their game, they still make sure they have people surrounding them who are pouring into them, who are challenging them, who are coaching them, who are the men- who are mentoring them. Because they know that at the elite level, that one or two percentage point differences can be the difference that makes all the difference. The other thing is you've got people who are chasing them. So if you're right now in an elite position, if you are an exceptional performer right now, then kudos to you. Keep doing that, but also challenge yourself to get to the next level because there are people watching you, there are people trying to analyze what you're doing, and there are people who are wanting to knock you off your perch. And I say that very respectfully because they're looking at what strategy you're deploying, what sort of tactics do you have, and sometimes how you think. So they're modeling excellence. In order for us to remain relevant and in order for us to set new benchmarks, we've got to look for, okay, who is our, who are our models? Who are we looking for? Which means you've got to have somebody who's in your corner, who's going to push you to that next level because there is always another level to get to. And look, depending on uh, what you're looking for, there'll be people who are willing to be a mentor on an ad hoc basis, which may not necessarily require any financial transaction for you, uh, but it might just be buying them coffee, buying them lunch, buying them dinner, whatever the case might be. But there's going to be more formalized situations where, you know what, you're going to bring in somebody who's going to be able to coach you and mentor you and facilitate some change and, and really challenge you and keep you accountable which will require an investment on your behalf. But it's an investment in your professional development and in professional expertise, which is going to be well worth the investment. And now, depending on who you talk to, there are many different trains of thought. I mean, some of the elite performers always talk about the fact that they will spend a minimum, a minimum of 10% of their annual income on professional development. And then there are others that say, you know what, I spend 25% of my annual income on professional development, whether that be training, facilitated sessions, whether it be workshops, whether it be mentoring, whether it be coaching, whatever the case might be, always to stay ahead of the game, always to take my performance to the next level because I know that when I take my performance to the next level, it's going to translate directly to my team, therefore being able to take their performance to the next level as well. So as a sales leader, as we wrap up this particular episode, the key question I ask is right now, who is coaching you? Now, I started this episode by saying how important it is as a sales leader to be coaching and developing and facilitating change and facilitating some form of development for our team, which is absolutely a given. And if you're not doing that, you've got to make some time and got to make it a priority because it will bear fruit like you would not believe. But the second part of this is in order to do that effectively, we've also got to continue to invest in ourselves. Now, if that means You have to go out and invest in a professional coach and a professional mentor who's going to keep you accountable, who's going to help you unlock some potential perhaps you know is there but you haven't been able to get it out up until now, then that is going to be well worth the investment. And do not not devalue the relationship or devalue the importance of that by asking for discounts or don't actually go and pay somebody and not turn up. But even more than that, don't go and pay somebody who's going to mentor you, who's going to coach you, who's going to give you guidance and give you some challenges and then not do anything with it because that's just a complete waste of their time but it's also going to be a complete waste of money on your behalf as well so as we wrap up this episode a key message out of today is yes professional development is absolutely critical in order to oversee a high performing and exceptional team you need to continue to pour into their development as a team and as individuals within the team 
but it also means that as sales leaders, we have to continue to pour into ourselves, which means who is coaching you, who is mentoring you. So if that's something that you're looking for, is that something you've never considered and it's something you're interested in exploring, hey, I'd love to have a conversation with you and help you get some clarity on what you're looking for, what success looks like for you, what some of the challenges, what some of the roadblocks are right now, and map out a plan in order to help you fast-track your development, take your performance to an entirely new level as a leader, moving towards becoming an exceptional leader, but in the process, helping your team unlock the potential that you know they have as well and deliver those results that ultimately become sustainable but also replicable. So if you'd love to have that conversation, more than happy to have that chat. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, we'll jump on Zoom, have that conversation and uh, map out a plan and get working together as soon as, as soon as you're ready. So when you're ready, I'll be ready as well. So I look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.